Hello and welcome to season two of Roxall's very own podcast. This season we will take a look behind the scenes at Dundalk Football Club, where we will have some very interesting conversations with players and staff, giving you a real in-depth look into the lives of the lads, both on and off the pitch, with some cracking stories you won't want to have missed. Follow us on all our social media channels to keep up to date with the latest episodes and discover who we will be talking to. Come on the town. Hello guys and welcome back to our latest um, podcast here. We have Dundalk's midfield general, uh, Mr. Greg Sloggett, in with us talking today. Um, Greg, thanks very much for, for coming on today. Absolutely, Dan. Thanks for having me on. Welcome. It's glad to be here. Good, good. Thanks very much. Well, look, Greg, uh, we start from the start. Um, what, what, you were originally from Gormstown? That's um, true, yeah. Yeah, not too far away. Yeah, yeah, you you didn't fall too far away. So what's uh, what got you into football initially? Or um, I guess my older brothers really um would have been the the main reason for for me falling into football. Um, I have two older brothers who are two and three years older than me. Um, so I guess they found their feet into football, and you know, growing up, we were always playing out in the back garden, and you know, I always just wanted to beat them. So. Okay. That was always kind of the incentive for me was 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 to to be better than to be better than them, um, and that you know ultimately led to good competitive environment for me in the in, in the in the garden when I was young. So that, um, they they kind of got me into into it. Brilliant, brilliant. And that was kind of obviously from an early age. Did you play with local club uh, when you were growing up with it or school teams? Yeah. So yeah, I guess I would have started with a club at six maybe, and then. I think seven to ten. I was at Glebe North, followed by Home Farm, then in in Dublin and Kevin's before moving on to kind of UCD under nineteens and stuff. So that's kind of a a general background, yeah. So even I suppose going up through Home Farm and stuff, obviously there's plenty of players that that Home Farm produce, and um, at a young age, it's probably ideal to get in there, isn't it? Yeah. Again, um, Morgan, who's two years older than me, my brother, um he would have gone to home farm sort of at the same time um he was he was doing well at Glebe North and they wanted him up there so I I went with him my mum was like look let's bring Greg it's a better setup yeah. the, the academy kind of a structure there um so I went up and originally just joined the B team up at home farm at 10 years old and from there I was six years so eventually my mum was being my mum she wanted to see me in the in the first team and she was on to the the first team manager and stuff saying Greg shouldn't be in the second team and all this <laughs> yeah. yeah I know it's funny but no I'd say she'd be tempted honestly <laughs> at times um but no but that that pushing and stuff I think obviously obviously helped and you know home farm was great there was we, we did some trips abroad I remember we went to to Burnley and we went to we went to Glasgow and played different teams over there and you know, it's just good different experiences at, at a young age. So, like, definitely versus the local clubs I was at, you know, it was definitely a better standard, better structure, and definitely paid paid dividends thanks yeah. to a pushy mom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I'd say that would have that would have had a huge impact in your career and your upbringing now in terms of your mom putting you in those positions and and making you want to do better. Like, there's obviously at that age, um, not a lot of parents that that maybe would you know yeah uh, like my my parents always would have been that like putting us first in 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 that sense you know um my eldest brother rory is would have been a big swimmer we all swam but 
he went on to, you know, seriously swim up until he was into college. And, you know, that that was, you know, up to 10 training sessions a week, you know, yeah. but up at Alsa at the airport, um, you know, and that's before and after school. Sometimes you're training morning and night, like, so, you know, you can, there's early starts. I used to share a room with Rory and he'd be up at 5 a.m. to go swim for two hours, come home, go to school and come back and, and do another two hour session yeah. in the evening, you know what I mean? And, you know, it's a, it's a real eye opener and you see that and you're like, well, if he's doing that, like, what should I, I, should I you know, so, um, it definitely uh, channels your your mind really in some ways, and and we we all have our parents to thank, like um, for for that kind of mindset. Yeah, absolutely. Well, look, that's dedication from the from the early doors, trying to you know push on through training and um, you know dedication at the start. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Do your brothers still play football? Or? Um, no, they kind of fallen out of it now. Morgan played up until he was kind of under 19s at Shells um, and then moved on to college and, you know, just found different different hobbies and stuff that kind of kind of took him from it. Um, but would have all, would have both played. Well, Rory was kind of dedicating himself to the swimming, so he moved yeah. moved out of the football. But, you know, they've, they've, they've all found passions that, that they've excelled in, you know, in, in the past. So um, definitely been inspirations for me. And then as you kind of were breaking into the first team then in, in up at home farm, when, when did you kind of realize that possibly this could be a career or there, there might be something here? Did you ever think of that? Or? Uh, not too much. You know, there was a lot of kind of, you'd hear a lot of players around the league going on trials and stuff. And um, it was kind of hard not to even feel, not down on yourself, but like, you know, I was never one who was going to get in trials. Like, I mean, I, I always had a good attitude, consistently turned up, wasn't you know, wasn't anything amazing, you know, so never maybe caught the eye. Um, and loads of players would have gone on, on trial and stuff and different players moved abroad. You know, we would have played with, uh, so home farm playing a regional district, the DDSL League, um, which is the Dublin District Schoolboys League. And we had a representative squad that would have played, you know, different other leagues around the different okay. representative squads. So a lot of those players would have would have moved to clubs in England. You're kind of looking at yourself like, you know, is that going to happen for me? Nothing ever kind of materialized. Um, so I never I never really thought about it as a career, to be honest with you. Only until, to be honest, when I even up until I left UCD, like, um, yeah, believe it or not, like I didn't know how much of a prospect it was, it was going to be for me. Um, so there was a long time there where I was just... You know, and as is the case, obviously I still love it now, of course. But you know, I was just solely doing it for, for the for the love of of playing football, really. Um, and you know, I guess there would be a lot of players who'd who'd f- fall away from it in in similar circumstances. You know what I mean? Through college or whatever, um, they might turn their heads to different things. So, but no, stuck at it, and obviously, you know, I'm delighted to be able to to call it my job now. So it's a yeah, yeah. it's a huge privilege. And tell us about breaking into um, into the UCD team then at the start. Um. So yeah. So I was I was six years. Yeah, I was six years at home farm, and then I moved from home farm to Kevin's for one year at under. Sorry, it was under sixteens that year. Um. And we had a great season at Kevin's and Alan Caffrey, who's who was uh he was like academy director at Bose recently and is now academy director at Shells was was a huge influence I, I found in my own development in that in that one year alone um 
he was a great, great influence. And, you know, we did really well. We had a really successful year, that Kevin's team. And there was a few clubs kind of interested um, in most players at, at that point. Um, a lot of those different players went on to play under 19s league. So that was the stepping stone to UCD for me. Um, you know, the... I was just coming into my leaving cert year when I joined UCD under 19s. So I was traveling. I was in school in Drada and I travel up to train in UCD for, for that year. So it was, it was a tough, demanding year in a lot of sense. But, you know, it paid dividends in the sense that, you know, I got a scholarship um, to UCD and, you know, I was able to go to college there, kind of fees paid and stuff like that. And, you know, was able to play at first Premier Division football, followed by a few years of first division football, which was huge for my development. So. Computer science, so okay, big good. nerdy head, <laughs> <laughs> or at least so people think. But <laughs> and how, how many years was was that course? Four years, four years. So five years in total. I was kind of at UCD yes, yeah. between under nineteens. Yeah, yeah. And so and then obviously you, you what first year was pretty much the under nineteens, and you were pretty much straight into the first team. Then after that. yeah, yeah. So again, we had a reasonably successful year under nineteens. We won the end of McGill Cup um, with them, which is just the main, the main, yeah. you know, national cup. And I remember I actually didn't even, I didn't play in the the quarterfinal and semifinal of, of that cup competition because I'd kind of recently been promoted to the first team towards the latter end of the under-19 season. And, you know, they needed the, the peripheral players in the first team to be yeah. there and accounted for. And then, you know, the, I think the under-19s final fell on a weeknight instead of a Friday night or whatever it was. And it suited that I could could play that game. But, you know, from the get-go, it was only six or seven months in with the 19s and then straight up kind of to the to the first team. So it was a quick enough transition. But that's the beauty of, of UCD is, you know, you're you're straight into, you know, full-time senior football, like, which yeah. is which is great. And you can't beat that exposure. Yeah, they have a great setup up there. And you have to make players that they produce as well and um, keep people through years it's not very many people would say say would have stayed maybe five years or so and um, so it's it's great to see that uh, from that young age upwards you know um and then once you broke into the into the first team UCD you were obviously studying um through that then as well how did you manage playing and studying or was it quite demanding um it was at certain times other times it was fine you know I mean you're training evenings um yeah yeah it would have been part-time um you know in the sense you're tra- training evenings and playing then friday nights and you know whatever or some sometimes over over weekends and then obviously your college falls through the day so in that sense it was a natural balance but obviously at times you had exams and you know different stress levels would rise and you'd have demanding schedules but they were always quite easy going with that sort of thing and if you needed time off you needed time off but i think they knew like given the crop of players that they had it was a you know you have a good group there generally who have a good background and mindset and who are there to to study and do well and they want to achieve things in football so no one's usually missing training you know other than for the need to actually do something you know yeah, it's yeah. generally <laughs> not too many times that people skive off on a hangover um did i see <laughs> um generally so uh, you know it was a pretty good it was a pretty good atmosphere around around the team and and you know I, those those problems were easily kind of overcome yeah and how um 
down? Yeah, I lived on campus. I was blessed, really. And it it really made it made it all worthwhile. Um, going to UCD and having the scholarship and stuff, it was um, it was a real blessing to me. And it kind of you know moved my life to South Dublin for a few years. Actually, some people say to me I have a bit of a South Dublin accent or a posh accent on me, and I blame it on living over there for a few <laughs> for a few years. Um, so. But it was a great experience, um, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't look back and change anything. You know, sometimes I think maybe, oh, you know, if you go to a different club, maybe you get, maybe you would have got better opportunities to go abroad earlier, or you know, different things might have arose. But like the experience I got, and to have the degree in the back pocket is is something that you know I I really place a lot of value on. So, well, I suppose that's the biggest thing with kind of starting your career with the likes of a club like UCD where you can study the whole way through and you can come out with a degree and a professional contract possibly at the end of at the end of a couple of years you know whereas a lot of players wouldn't have the opportunities just one or the other really, really. yeah and it's funny because I'm not in not in a, in a bad sense but like I would have seen a lot of players go abroad as I said at a young age and there's so many now that either are not playing football anymore they're yeah. they're back home not playing or they're back home playing just at the same level that I'm at. Like there's there's very there's very few that I've known that have gone over and are still over there playing at a substantially higher level. Like a lot of even some of the players who are now playing at a higher level who are a few years older than me come back and then yeah, gone again. You know what I mean? They found their feet at home yeah. and gone gone back over. So I I think it's a funny it's a funny narrative in Ireland. Like for especially for people who don't know the game are like they see a 16, 17 year old going over to England and they think they've made it. They yeah, think they're yeah. the bee's knees, but it's not always, it's not always the case. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's so strange. Like, um, sometimes it's, it's, you're better off staying here. And I think it's, I think it's going to go that way more now between Brexit and different reasons. I think, uh, Yeah, I I just it's so hard to be prepared for what's to come at that age. Like you know, it's such a ruthless business. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. And you know, we're seeing that even now. So yeah, we've read a lot of the other. We've obviously talked to Brian and and Pete as well, and he's in their careers as well. And the ups and downs that that football has given them is uh, you don't you don't necessarily see the ugly side of it. Uh, from a player's point of view really you know as a fan or, or just following your team week in week out you know that kind of way yeah. yeah it's definitely it's difficult at times honestly like there's you have to take the good with the bad because yeah. uh, you can't let your highs be too high and your lows be too low and I, that's a that's a statement that's been thrown around a lot but it's I think it's so important really yeah absolutely and um, so obviously UCD you spent you had 76 appearances um, obviously uh, phenomenal upbringing through there and and ultimately got you got you good exposure um you had you were you had a couple of injuries over the time there um was there anything big or serious or anything that um i was one year so we we qualified ucd for the europa league um first round kind of qualifying stages yeah. um in 2015 i think it was and we qualified through the fair play i think we it was, the, it was funny because we we got relegated from the premier division but the same year the premier division in ireland so ireland had the best kind of record fair play record in all the leagues in europe and there was a there was a position allocated for a team in the country that had the best fair play record right and that 
least amount of cards, yeah that sort of thing um best behavior whatever yeah. um so that fell to ireland and then it fell to the team that had the best fair play record which happened to be ucd so even though we got relegated to the first division the following year we were in the first round of the qualifying of the anyway so this year in that year i got injured i was out for more or less the whole year but just funny as it, as it happened i just think that was a funny side story um that was the year that we we played europa league and you know, but anyway, I was injured for most of that year. I had a hip injury, um, kind of kept me out for ages. But I kind of kept thinking it was never. It wasn't like an an ACL or a broken leg that you know you knew you were out for six or nine months and you're back then. Yeah. It's kind of like you'd be back in kind of four to six weeks, four to six weeks, and every time I come back, it'd be like I just have so much pain, like through my hips and groins, and like I did so much kind of corrective work on that um, over the course of the year. I, I was immensely frustrated like but actually looking back it's kind of it kind of stood to me because you know I, I I devoted a lot of time into correcting how I moved how I ran you know I I feel like I was a lot quicker as a player and, and a person off the back of it you know it really helped my power and my strength to really devote that time to 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 running properly or whatever it may have been so and um, that's that's been the most notable injury I've had kind of to date um and thankfully, I can look back at it and say, and it was kind of a positive in the long run. Yeah, it's funny because in UCD, like I was, I was there for four years essentially. You know what I mean with with my course. Um, and I had this injury maybe in the second year I was there. At any other club, maybe you don't press, you don't push on. You're injured and you get thrown out by the wayside. You know what I mean? But because I had four years set kind of term in UCD, and you know. It, it kind of paid dividends because I was able to focus on recovery by the third year I was back and playing well and then I was able to kind of kick on yeah absolutely no, I suppose that's probably the best best scenario of, of having an injury isn't it yeah I know I was kind of thankful in the end like I they they really kind of looked after me well in a lot of ways and I, I do think about that how you know any other club maybe they could have regurgitated you out yeah, yeah. and you just would have been someone else another another number like you know yeah when did you sign your first kind of professional contract was that with ucd then was it or no it was post ucd it was all kind of amateur semi-pro sort of um stuff with ucd it's rather informal there in a lot of ways you know i had the, the benefits of the scholarship but that was about it there was wasn't any monetary value in it really um yeah yeah so i mean that was great um in the sense that i had the the you know accommodation and, and yeah. fees paid for um but i wasn't kind of cashing in financially either um but like that's that's fine it was you know what i chose to do and i'm grateful for it um but the first kind of professional contract i had then was post ucd okay. for Derry city yes, um yeah. so if, say if Derry hadn't been would it would have been that you would have to leave ucd then or would you have been able to stay on or um kind of work after you finish your, your yeah so originally when i first was at ucd they had some part-time players from outside the college yeah. who they paid a couple of hundred maybe a week kind of uh for for them to play um but eventually they moved to all scholarship and it was okay. it was you know everybody who was playing for the club was was in the college and it kind of worked it just unified the team really in a lot of ways sometimes when you had players from coming from outside to play it was just kind of different motives in the team whereas once they moved to all scholarship it was everyone's thoughts were aligned and yeah, yeah. you know um maybe you suffered on some individual 
quality around the team, but in terms of togetherness within the squad, it was it was much better that way. But in that sense, when I finish was finishing the year um, with UCD that year, um, they kind of offered me something very small to to stay on if i wanted to i guess they didn't want to didn't want to push me out in that that sense like if i had nothing else but thankfully i had a few offers from from different clubs so i i didn't have to to forcibly do that but you know we just won the first division we had a good squad together a lot of the lads were staying on and you know there was a big part of me that felt attached to ucd and kind of wanted to stay but it it was very hard to to do it because you know the offers versus what i could get elsewhere was you know nothing you know um and i wouldn't have been getting the benefits of the scholarship then either you know i was no none of that unless i was because i was like oh i suppose i could do a master's maybe and so i was looking at those options but i was kind of just ended up i would have been doing it for the sake of doing it you know what i mean just to kind of stay there whereas i had i had other things that i could could turn to you know um so that's 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 when I moved to moved to Derry. Coming towards the end of your um, your time in UCD, like that, that last season, I suppose when you were still studying, did you have like what, what were you thinking of a plan B throughout the season? Were you thinking looking at different job prospects, or were you looking at different clubs? Um. So yeah, as it turned out, so obviously the season kind of ends. It would have ended kind of just early November that year. Um. So like I finished college in June. I typically worked on summer camps through the summer in UCD. So I did that that summer. And then I got a job in a software development role in Dublin. So I had that and I was working with that up until Christmas. So that was, you know, something solid there to to keep me going. Um, I guess... I would have stayed working there probably and, and played football part-time yeah. with UCD or whoever else um, kind of would have kept that going probably, um, I'd say. That was probably the plan B. I mean, I wasn't thinking about it too much because I was just focused on finishing the season, seeing what kind of materialized from there. And, you know, thankfully things did. So. Yeah, I suppose that's, the, that's probably the crux of, I suppose, football and, and League of Ireland that a lot of things are done in the off-season now and yeah yeah it's it's not pretty really um and it's not comfortable for a lot of players yeah. you know where you're left in limbo um for excuse me <laughs> you're you're left in limbo for a while um and kind of the uncertainty that kind of falls with that so you know i there's a there's a big thing around you know season-long contracts and only 42-week contracts in, in the league of ireland and I'd like to see that push and move to to fifty two weeks, and you know, players being, in some sense, treated properly. But you know, in other ways, I I understand that clubs have to look after their well being as well. So, there's two sides to it. Things that can come out of it, like the players can be better looked after, and um, will maybe have more confidence to yeah exactly yeah i think because it's definitely a reason why why some some fall out you know there's instability there and you know you'd like to see that change so then obviously you finish up in ucd and Derry city came knocking when did you discover about that or yeah so it was actually probably it's probably around november time and in it's actually quite a short window isn't it where 
kind of finish off like what this season's finishing the 19th of November and then you will be back in pre-season early January yeah it's it's a quick turnaround all right um actually I think that's kind of been affected because of COVID so it's kind of even shorter because the season started later and whereas back in 2019 whenever we were finishing like I finished right at the end of October it was like really early November we were done like you know so I had time, thankfully, to go off and travel and, and do different things. Um, sorry, that wasn't that area. I'm getting confused with my ears. Um, but uh, no, as it as it stood anyway, thankfully, Derry came in and, you know, had a full-time offer on the table. Like, I kind of had a couple of offers that were, some were full-time, some were part-time. You know, I could have stayed working and and played part-time and earned some some cash on the side, you know, through it. Um, but, you know, given where I was, I wanted to take the plunge into full-time football and give it a go yeah. it was difficult because I'd, I'd been working for this company they trained me up over three months and all of a sudden I had to leave I mean they knew my football commitments and stuff and yeah. um, but I really didn't know how it was gonna materialize over over those few months and um, so like I said to them going in that you know I'll play a good bit of football and I don't know what will happen um but it, you know I I thought to myself that it was probably likely that I'd I'd still be in the software job come the following year you know yeah, yeah. um but you know I was grateful to see a full-time offer come in and so I moved on from the company quit the job and moved up to Derry um how does, how does an offer like that come in do you just get a call did you have an agent that was kind of um no i've never i've never had an agent kind of represent me at all so um yeah i guess i think it's when you have less than six months left in your contract you're free to speak to to anyone really in that sense um now agents act as intermediaries and all these things so it's not always the case but essentially i was coming to the end of the season and you know i had just a couple of different phone calls from different managers and stuff um so it's kind of as simple as that yeah Yeah, big change, big change. Honestly, you're going from living, yeah. Big shock to the system. Big shock to the system. I actually found that quite quite challenging in a lot of ways. Um, and well, they help you in the sense that, like, you know, I sort out accommodation up in Derry, and you know what, that's those sort of things were looked after. Um. But, I mean, you have to make friends for yourself and, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. meet different people and find different things that, that are going to keep you busy. But it's difficult, like, I mean, I went from having, like, loads of friends around and yeah. family around to having nobody around, you know, it was all on phone calls and stuff, you know. So, and obviously I spent time with the lads up there and, and made new friends, but it's still like, you know, you come to work here in the cafe, like, how much of the evening do you want to spend at home with your, <laughs> with your yeah. colleagues, you know what I mean? No, but, like, it's, yeah, no, it's that's just... You know, yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> but that's that's how it is. So, like, you know, you can't spend twenty four seven with with your new teammates, and yeah. they were great. The lads up there are brilliant, but it was still still a tough transition. Um, in the depths of January to go up there and run your socks off and just try to keep your head above water, really, in a, in a lot of ways. Um, so it was difficult. And on top of that, I the software company that I was working for, um. I took on some part-time work with them from Derry. So I worked remotely up there, kind of 17 and a half hours a week I worked um, on top of playing full-time football. It's not something I needed to do necessarily. You know, financially things were fine. It was just that I felt three months, well, three months experience, I didn't feel it was enough just 
after finishing um graduating in college so i wanted to kind of you know get another six to nine months on on my cv so i did that while i was up there i also felt like i had plenty of time really alongside training to to do this sort of thing and they were happy to accommodate me and they were happy for my services and it was great so i mean in a lot of ways it was a real positive thing but you know on top of moving to Derry, i then worked lonely hours sort of doing that so you know i look back and i question that decision in some ways you know because of the commitment i made to it um and while it'll stand to me in the future maybe it, it stood in the way of of other things in in dairy it's hard to, it's hard to say but um you know it's uh, it was it was still a worthwhile decision in on a lot of fronts like so yeah and obviously dairy the move to dairy was obviously uh very successful for you 37 appearances in, in the year and yeah yeah it was it was a great year in the sense that you know like at the end of the year Dundalk came knocking on the door who you know league title winners you know almost treble winners that year bar losing on penalties in the cup final and obviously it was closer to home so it was a no-brainer for me but the year in Derry was fantastic really enjoyed it um in it in Yeah, yeah, it was flat out training. Um, Declan Devine was the manager there at the time, tough taskmaster. Yeah, master. Yeah. Um, so I was doing a lot of work, but you know I'm not afraid to put the hard yards in. Um, it's definitely the type of player I am, and it was definitely appreciated up there by the staff, by the rest of the players, by the people who supported us. I think you know I think the year before they'd had a difficult year, and they, I think the the fans maybe thought that those players that were kind of taking the hand out of the club in some ways by not putting in that those those hard yards and I think they appreciated players like myself and the rest of the team the following year who who really dug deep to to bring the club back on its feet like yeah of course yeah and then obviously you got the call so was Derry there was just a one-year contract initially was it or? yeah just one year again I was moving away so I wasn't sure you know they would have they would have spoke to me about a longer term yeah um but i just for my own sake it was just i wanted to keep keep it shorter term um to ensure that you know i wasn't tied down somewhere that i wasn't enjoying you know yeah, yeah. and then obviously was it in was it coming up towards the end of the season that dundalk kind of interest started showing or was it kind of again as after the season finished uh you know it was coming up to the end of the season actually funny enough i'd heard I'd heard rumors about it before hearing anything myself. Um, yeah, I yeah, know. It's funny how these things work. You hear things through the grapevine before. It's, it happens all, all through football, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, and I was like, some of the lads were saying to me, oh, Greg, I hear after, you know, Dundalk at the end. Of the-. I was like, lads, I, have not, I don't know where you're getting this from. Like, um, so it's funny. It's funny how it worked. But obviously there was some truth in it um, because, you know, I, I spoke to Vinny then a couple of weeks later. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, I think look, he'd make he'd made contact with the club and the manager, and you know, obviously, I was out of the contract at the end, at the end of the season, so essentially, he didn't have to do that, like you know, um, but he did, and and went went about it respectfully, and you know, I spoke to Vinny. I was I was waiting to the end of the season to see what I was kind of going to do anyway, because I wanted to see what what other options out were out there. Like I'd, I'd had a difficult year off the pitch, really, in a lot of ways in in Derry, yeah. whereas obviously on it, it went well. So just wanted to wanted to weigh everything up, um, yeah, exactly. And you know, again, there were there were a few different, few different options in Dublin. Obviously, obviously Dundalk. Um, so look, 
when when I heard that the the league champions were were knocking on the door, it was it was a bit of a no brainer for me. Yeah, absolutely. And then obviously you you moved up to Dundalk then, 2019. Um, how did you find? Obviously, they just won the league. There was obviously high expectations in there as well. There's some fantastic players. Um, how did you find your initial kind of first couple of months yeah i mean brilliant up until kind of covid hit um obviously that was a sucker punch to everything but we'd had a brilliant start to the year 2020 um you know it just was like this the professionalism and quality in the team and around the club was incredible and you know training was great and i was breaking in and i played four out of five games pre-covid and you know it was it was brilliant you know i was i was yeah i think the biggest difference the biggest difference was the consistency of the of the squad like you know i think you know you'd you'd players there who'd been there years and who were you know champions by right you know in in like historically and you could see it like you could see the camaraderie they had together they all knew each other so well in in so many ways so you know that that was such a huge impression on me like right at the start um, and that followed on the pitch as well you know the quality that was there phenomenal so um, it was a shame really how COVID hit us because we'd, we'd really made a good start to the season um, and obviously that was a big sucker punch and again you know I just moved to Dundalk and probably been two months hadn't it was the depth of pre-season hadn't experienced much of Dundalk <laughs> um, but uh yeah, so then, then COVID and, you know, the rest is kind of history then, so. Yeah, yeah. And um, what, what um, obviously, for Dundalk being champions, was there anybody kind of that you looked at in that team that was kind of like a mentor to you coming up? Like um, look, there was, there was a few close friends I'd had um, from my UCD time. Obviously, Georgie was here um, at the time who I'd, who I'd spoke to. Um, obviously he raved about the quality there and, and, and whatnot and you know Robbie Benson who I'd played with before now he obviously just moved on as well um, but you know like it was it was still clear to see the the quality that was that was around the place um, so I actually I actually moved in with Georgie um, for 2020 okay. up here before he before he moved on yeah. but you know we'd lived together in college so like that was an attractive proposition in itself you know that that you know I, I knew close friends and stuff that were, that were there already and it's kind of easy to bet in in that regard you know so yeah it was a comfortable smooth transition really brilliant, brilliant. and is there anybody in that team kind of the likes of like your Chris Shields or any of those kind of season kind of pros in that in that kind of midfield role that you looked at and thought geez I could learn from these guys or? yeah I would look I, I from playing really yeah <laughs> that was it yeah oh shields he was untouched though really <laughs> no but uh look i think i think from playing football for years i think you know you actually you'd be surprised what you take from different players just from playing with them you know you learn so much from playing with different players um you you, you see things that they do and you you know you try to do it yourself you know and you, you learn things so much that way you learn things by making mistakes in training and you know as as you increase the level which which i did from Derry to dundalk you know i made more mistakes in pre-season than i'd done before and i learned so much from that like you know um so that's the that's the biggest thing and obviously then playing alongside the likes of chris shields you know the other midfielders that were there like you know it's it's it, it's brilliant you know it, it makes a massive massive improvement to to your game so brilliant brilliant and obviously then that 2020 season once kind of go, once 
football got back on, obviously you were playing in empty stadiums, no fans. How did you find that? Yeah, um, it was a bit of a whirlwind. Uh, everything that that, <laughs> I know it was a bit like being in UCD all over again. Um, yeah, like yeah, it's it's crazy when I think back, like how quick things happened. You know, Vinny left us, and we had a new managerial team come in, and you know, it was in the midst of playing European games that were you know only one leg and. You know, it's just like even trying to think back to everything that's happened in in such a short space of time is just it's just a whirlwind. But um, you know, for for so many reasons, twenty twenty was a great year as well as you know, COVID coming along. You know, obviously we qualified for Europe and yeah. we won the cup and you know, but it's it's definitely a whirlwind in my memory in a, in a lot of ways. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think, funnily enough, they were as surprised as as we were nearly with with the appointment in in lots of ways. You know, we two Italian managers who'd never managed in senior football before. You know, we were like, "What's what's going on here?" You know, at all. Um, but you know, they came in the first day. They told us how it was. They they admitted it themselves. Nearly like the the surprise. Nearly they they put their names forward, and you know, they obviously gave a good account of themselves to the owners and. To be fair, they gave a good, good account of themselves to us as well. Um, and from the get-go, they knew what they wanted and they they, they made that happen, you know. Um, and they set us, set us up well. And to be fair, they were two two great guys um, who came over and, and did everything for, for Dundalk. And in a lot of ways, it paid dividends, you know. Yeah, well, they definitely put their heart and soul into it. I think it was clear enough to see whether the, the experience was there to back them up in the long run, obviously. But... Um, definitely were even for ourselves going up and starting working with you guys in terms of the meals and stuff they were they were true professionals to work with yeah absolutely like they they put they put them dock before themselves in 99 percent of cases you know what i mean they were they were absolutely fantastic and i have the utmost respect for for the pair of them for what for what they did and came here and, and achieved yeah no definitely uh definitely fun fun memories of them and um i remember even the first day I think you did a pre-season uh, pre-season match and um, we set up a wee kind of tasters for you to, mm, to start mm. uh, to see what you thought and I remember just in my head I was like we have to please Felipe yeah. that's, that's all that mattered you know <laughs> and he walked in and I was like oh Felipe this is what we have what you know pasta sick and then I was trying to explain what a butterball was and the nutrition and something he didn't, he didn't really care he just like let them know as he let them eat first and I was like yeah. To be fair, I'd say if you had given him pasta, I'd, I'm sure he would have found it some way to scrutinise it. Irish yeah. pasta wouldn't wouldn't be the same cut as Italian, <laughs> so probably a good decision yeah. in the long run. <laughs> Yeah, incredible, incredible. I mean, I will like 
I mean, as I said already, like COVID and whatever that year and like so many, so many erratic things kind of going on in the club and, and whatever. But I will always look back on that year with such fondness. It could be the highlight of my career. You know what I mean? Yeah, it yeah, really yeah. could. And it's such a shame yeah i know i know but yeah look you have to you have to just accept these things for what they were and again as i said you know we played all the qualifying games over one leg i mean it may have gone against us if we had to play it over two legs you know we played away to sheriff went straight to penals and and we won had we played them over two legs who knows what what might have happened you know um so look that's that was the that was the circumstances that year and as a result, we played without fans, but we may never have got there with fans. So, yeah, you know, yeah, so yeah. you have to you have to just take things with a pinch of salt as they were. But, you know, obviously, <laughs> I would have liked to have played in the Emirates in front of 40,000, 50,000. Um, that would have been incredible. But as it was, I was, I was delighted to play there and play against those players, you know. Yeah. And then obviously went on the cup run and um, that, was a, that was another kind of, I suppose, feather in your cap as well. Yeah, fantastic. You know, I, I came to Dundalk to, to win things and to you know hopefully have a chance of qualifying for Europe and you know thankfully I've done that I just want to add the league to to my belt at some yeah. point um that's definitely the plan but you know the cup was incredible you know we beat the the league winning team in Shamrock Rovers uh, in the final you know you don't you, you nearly don't want to do it any other way you don't want to get a draw nearly against them an average team in the final well you do and you don't like yeah, but yeah, when you beat yeah. when you beat another good team it feels it feels good you know what i mean it feels good um and obviously that that rivalry with shamrock Rovers has been ever present now over the last few years so um it was it was very it was very sweet now um again though it was a real shame now not to have not to have the fans there even but even maybe more so than the europa league stuff like you know because family and, and friends i would have really liked to have been there for the cup final like it's a it's a great occasion and yeah. you know it was a bitter loss now to lose against pats this year because i was really hoping for for that to have that back um yeah, yeah, that for the for the final but it's the way it went um so you can't dwell too much on the past and um what has the future got in store then greg um it's a good question it's a I good question i know yeah funnily i mean like the immediate future is still not very clear so yeah. the long-term future is definitely not clear but it will be it will be in football Um, i think wherever i end up now my next contract be it at dundalk be it elsewhere and um, i'll definitely try to you know upskill my coaching career um like even even in Dundalk, I know that they're introducing women's teams, they're introducing more underage teams, and you know, if I were to stay here, I'd definitely get involved in in the coaching side at, yeah. at Dundalk. Um I think COVID kind of disrupted those plans for me. And now I'm waiting to see where where I'll be next year. So we'll see, we'll see what the club comes to. Obviously, there's uncertainty at the moment when we're recording this over, you know who's going to be in charge of yeah. of dundalk etc so you know lots of players are are still waiting to be to be spoken to and and who knows what will happen there but so anyway just depending on where i went up i i've heard i've heard different uh academy staff talk about the the plans for the academy here and and the and the underage team so it's something that i'd love to get involved in if i if i were to stay here um yeah i think so i think so um i think I think I've got into personal skills. I think I have good football knowledge, and I think I can definitely, definitely be involved in coaching and management role in in the future. So that's definitely something I'll I'll be involved in. 
the computer sciences and software development has kind of taken a back step for the moment, but you know, it's not something that I hope to leave untouched for too long. Um might be something that I that I dip back into, but again, it depends on on where I'll be and, and how I'll be positioned um come next year. So so we'll see. We're obviously recording this just before the draw the game and just on the back of the, the Waterford win, um, which was obviously a, a, a big three three points. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's funny. We, we're kind of uh, trying to push away from the, the playoff spots, but we're also like trying to push on for a late hopeful qualification for, for Europe. Jesus. Like, yeah and that's it and it's it's funny how the how the league table has sits now like i mean it's like you're on 42 points and you're you're not safe from 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 playoff spot you know there's so it's so tight between finn harps who are on 39 or whatever they're on and Derry who are on 46 or 47 you know who you know so that's just the way it's been this year teams have been beating each other bar maybe maybe the top two who have pushed away um Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think it is really competitive, and I think that's been beneficial in, in the ten-team league versus you know twelve or thirteen or fourteen, which yeah. is what they used to have. You know, so definitely is a is a positive for the league. I mean, you still get tired of playing teams four times in a year, but <laughs> um, but definitely the competitiveness competitiveness in the league is um is on the up. So it's it's yeah. great. Yeah, look, we're hopeful of that. Um, as as I said, you know, we don't know what the lie of the land will be yeah. in, in over the next few months. Um, but we we all want to finish the season strongly. You know, this this year hasn't been what so many of us wanted it to be. Um, and there's so many in that squad who are hurting over it. Not least myself. Um, definitely, definitely wanted to be have a successful year. Um, and it's just. It leaves a sour taste at the moment to, to, to be where we are. Um, and look, we're going to fight tooth and nail over the last few games to, to try and put that right. Um, but, you know, obviously circumstances, some circumstances are out of our control. Um, but, you know, hopefully we'll we'll finish the season strong and leave Dundalking in a good position for next year. Yeah, absolutely. Well, look, Greg, thanks so much for coming in to, to speak to us today. Really, really appreciate it. Um, best of luck with the rest of the season. And... The future is certainly looking very, very bright for you going forward. Whether um, whether that's in football the next couple of couple of years, and then possibly onto your coaching. So um, best of luck with everything, Greg. Thanks, thanks very much, Dan. It's been it's been great to be have me on. Nice coffee here, and hey, yeah, it's always been as 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 you said yourself earlier in the year Roxall came on board and it's been it's been a huge plus I know the lads talk about it every day that the quality of the food and I know I'm giving a shout out to Roxall on their own podcast here but <laughs> it's well worth a mention um so no we we've been grateful and there's been so many things in in Dundalk that have been have been great alongside the 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 
the lesser things that we will not will not talk about. But yeah, one of the positives yeah. has 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 been been rock salt this year, so we're we're grateful for that. Um, and thanks for having me on. It's been great seeing you on the pitch uh, this season, and uh, looking forward to seeing the rest of the games. And please God, you've got some unfinished business definitely in terms of winning the league and stuff. And hopefully that will be your turn off next season. Fingers crossed, Dan. Yeah. Thanks very much. Cheers, Greg. Appreciate it.